Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome traders and investors to the sixth edition of On Frontier Tech with Gene Munster. I'm Joel Elkanen here at the uh, Benzenga headquarters, uh, back from the FinTech Awards. Gene, how are you doing today? Wonderful, Joel. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, uh, here we are, post-earnings season, uh, with the market at new all-time highs, or very near all-time highs. But uh, we got some tech issues to cover here with you, and uh, thank, thanks for your time today. Um, let's talk about your number one stock there, uh, Tesla. Uh, good earnings. Uh, they got a big event coming up. You've identified, uh, you know, besides the car and the pickup that we'll talk about something, but uh, the company's venture into energy and batteries. So talk about some potential catalyst here for Tesla. So one largely overlooked business is their energy business, which is these batteries that you talked about, sometimes used with renewables. If you think about like uh, um, countries who have um, like solar power, for example, or wind power will often use batteries to store them, store the energy, and then, uh, and then distribute it to consumers. But these are large scale batteries, but they've, uh, I think you will just see more. There's potentially something like, for example, um, some rumors about uh, the Australian government doing um, more power packs with Tesla. Um, the idea of uh, consumers starting to do more uh, power packs. You also have this um, new program that they have where they provide leasing for the solar power tiles that are these very uh, mo most discreet looking um, solar panels. They just look like typical tile, uh, roofing, uh, much different than if you can think about what a solar panel looked like a long time ago. The point is that <clears throat> if you <clears throat> listen to Elon Musk, he would suggest that that business, that 6% of their revenue today has the potential to be an equal size business as their current car business. <clears throat> so it what would like that make it? What would that, I mean, what, what, what would that make it up from the 6%? Well, if it could, uh, I mean, he's talked longer term, kind of 15 years being 50, 50. So, um, you know, it's when, obviously when Elon Musk mentions something, you have to, make some adjustments to what he says, typically downward. But even if you think about this as being 20% of their business, um, going up against a business that's growing nicely, their electric business, I think that it, it sets up well. And this is a controversial story. And I think you can just, uh, what we try to do is step back, look at the bigger picture and ask yourselves, you know, are there, are these real themes around electrification, autonomy, and renewable energy and storage? And I think that they are. And uh, despite all of its flaws, the company's flaws, I think that it's still in a great position to capitalize on these and should be 
bigger than a $65 billion company, which is what it is today. And have you figured uh, that upside potential into your estimates yet, or are you uh, just being modest uh, with your estimates as far as how much this can grow and uh, add to the bottom line for Tesla? So it's not in our, the, especially like the power piece is not in our investments. We have that kind of going from six to 9% of revenue over the next few years. So it's still, um, you know, we're, we're not baking that in. The biggest X factor around the story is what's the proper multiple. And people who are more skeptical about Tesla can, um, I mean, the foundational argument is that this company now is worth more than, for example, Ford or GM. And how is that uh, with very limited number of vehicles sold? Why does that make sense? And so when we think about estimates and upside to the story, it's more just about the simple takeaway is this company can grow at mid at 15 to 20% for potentially, uh, you know, we're talking five plus years. And uh, when you start to compound that, it, it builds a stronger case that this should be a bigger company. It's had the uh, nice run up after earnings, a small consolidation. Now another run up, typically going into big events, uh, you get, you know, the run into the event. And then when the event actually comes, you Maybe a little bit of Southern news here, but uh, right now up 667, uh, almost at the $360 level here. Uh, what are you looking from the uh, announcement or the, the pickup uh, today that uh, Tesla is unveiling? So it's been well framed in, and, and I think that's the right approach for somebody who's trading this. It probably trades off tomorrow because there's not a lot more that uh, people are gonna really understand about the pickup. They'll get a chance to see it, um, but uh, which is important to get uh, a look and feel. And I think what, you know, the takeaway from the pickup is this is call it 18% uh, of the global automotive market is light trucks pickups. Last year there were 88 million uh, pickup trucks sold. So you can think about this as increasing Tesla's addressable market essentially by 18%, at least on the vehicle side. When we had you on a few uh, podcasts to go, you were discussing Apple and the potential tariffs and the impact of the trade war. And uh, you you were, on, I would say, downplaying or looking for like a negligible impact here uh, after the earnings report, price action in the stock here. Uh, moving forward, it looks like so far they've uh, navigated that. And uh, I mean, some are saying they may be immune to tariffs. I, don't quite see that. Talk about uh, Apple and, and the current tariff situation. Navigate's the right word, and uh, uh, and that's different than being immune, which I would agree that they will have uh, probably some impact. It's hard to really, I think what the, we want to try to do is, is, is identify what the risk is, put some parameters around it. And again, the risk is in December, there's some tariffs that are scheduled to come in that potentially could impact the iPhone. There are so many variables around that that I think it's not a helpful exercise. <coughs> I think it, <clears throat> it just kind of creates some uh, fear and uncertainty. <clears throat> what happened yesterday in uh, Austin with uh, President Trump visiting the, the new um, manufacturing for a product that's very small for Apple, 1% of revenue, I think is uh, a sign that the administration is willing to continue to work and find tariff relief for Apple. And so I think that tariffs are gonna be a central part of the story, especially for the next few weeks. Uh, but I, my sense is that uh, Apple will largely navigate around these. 
And surprisingly, I believe that the stock can still move higher for unrelated to tariffs, but they just have easy comps for literally the next three quarters. And on top of that, uh, they have uh, what will be a massive upgrade cycle, multiple year upgrade cycle with 5G. So um, I think this is a story where the sell side is going to have to do some uh, reevaluating about their core multiple uh, assumptions around it. And ultimately, I think this, this company should trade more at a mid-20s multiple, which hmm. would yield around a $350 stock. Wow. All right. For, for quite some time, uh, you've been talking the street and you yourself have been talking about Apple TV and uh, they're getting around to things, maybe not as quickly as uh, you wanted to, but uh, they're putting this together, they're doing the video and they got to put together content. Now, we know content can be very, very expensive. Apple surely has a lot of cash here, but just talk about how they're acquiring this video content and what kind of impact it's going to have on that huge cash outlay, maybe delaying another dividend hike. Talk about Apple and its video content. So <clears throat> it just launched. Um, they don't have any shows that are available today. They call it six or seven shows. Um, they have 40 or so that are uh, in production and will be rolled out over time. From a revenue standpoint, this is uh, won't even be measurable in the next year because <clears throat> largely giving it away for free for people who have bought them an iPhone in the past year. Um, what is uh, on the cost side? They're probably spending around two billion dollars a year. Now they have approximately a hundred billion, just under a hundred billion in net cash that looks at their cash position minus debt, and so this is uh, they can continue to invest aggressively, double their spending in video content, and it's really not gonna have much of an impact on the, uh, the overall uh, like return of capital or earnings of the company. It's a great opportunity for Apple longer term. Probably their biggest opportunity in services over the next few years, just to get people experiencing it and for free essentially by giving it away uh, and then uh, start to slowly inch up the price over time as they build more content. And so I'm optimistic that this is kind of just one piece of many pieces um, around the Apple story. I think probably the bigger pieces would be like around wearables and what's going on there. AirPods continue to be uh, selling well. Uh, watch doing great. Um, but just collectively, this is a nice piece. And how do you keep a $260 billion company continuing to grow? You go after markets like the video content market. All right, so the uh, so the cash bearing for the content really negligible to the to the cash hoard that they have. Uh, let's move on to Facebook here, and uh, they embarked on the Libra project a few months ago. Maybe got a little bit ahead of themselves here, and a little bit of uh, a delay, or they're working on it here. I'm looking at Bitcoin here falling apart today, down to five hundred dollars to seventy five eighty. Uh, is Facebook going to be able to pick up the momentum behind Libra and, uh, you know, make it a, uh, you know, a currency, a currency that uh, is used by its members and perhaps outside its members? Talk about the prospects for Libra. So the basic concept, uh, so Libra is a cryptocurrency. The idea is that Facebook can go to its over 2 billion monthly active users and use this globally as a, a way to more efficiently move money around. It is a juicy opportunity because right now currency has a lot of friction around it, whether it is transaction related, currency, foreign exchange, 
uh, related and the time that it takes. If you think about a typical transaction today, even in the US, it doesn't happen right when you swipe your card. There's usually a few days before the merchant will get paid. But the opportunity to take that, all the friction out of it globally is um, a large opportunity. So Facebook is in a unique position to distribute that uh, currency. There's many cryptocurrencies out there, their currency, Libra, to their base. The problem is, is that um, Facebook is really big and that scares some governments. And that's essentially the wall that they ran into. They were overly optimistic about this and I think uh, have, have now lost kind of three critical partners in the last few weeks with Visa, MasterCard, and PayPal. Uh, what is the takeaway here is that uh, Facebook is committed to this. Uh, Libra will take time. I think that eventually they'll get there. It'll probably be a couple years away. Uh, it's probably outside of the scope of willing to invest in Facebook stock. I think of it as just a call option. I'm not a fan of what Facebook does to the world. I think that it creates uh, anxiety around for people. <laughs> I think that, um, I'm okay uh, missing this stock uh, as it goes higher. I do believe that the company has incredible reach and scale and a power to advertisers. I was yesterday meeting with an advertiser and they shared some of the same concerns about what Facebook is doing to the world, but acknowledge that there's no other company that can give them the control around the type of ads, who sees their ads, and the return on their ad investment is Facebook. And I think as long as that's true, the stock uh, probably keeps going higher. Okay, I give you credit because I know you were a little skeptical on it before, maybe at our last podcast or two, but uh, just being, uh, being nimble and looking at uh, the parts of the company and everything, acknowledging uh, the potential upside there. Well, for all these companies to, to function, Apple, and Tesla, I mean, there's all, it's all about uh, behind the technology behind it in the chips. And uh, one company that uh, really shined uh, in 2018, a little bit rougher in 2019, but back on its, uh, back on its feet again, NVIDIA. Talk about uh, where, what role they play um, with these companies and what you're looking from the company moving forward. So that's a good way to say it is that they do chips. Uh, they really kind of behind the scenes. It's not a very glamorous business, but they build processors that power everything from the graphics on gaming systems to more importantly, uh, the data centers uh, that, that do uh, machine learning to autonomous vehicles, with the exception of Tesla. Tesla is the only company that doesn't use NVIDIA chips. The, um, this is a really expensive stock. Uh -huh. uh, it, uh, you're, you were kind in how you described 2019 uh, for <laughs> NVIDIA. It was down 50% from its high. Now it is kind of retraced, uh, call it 25 or 30%. So call Actually it 50, Gene. It's gone halfway back. It's got halfway back all that, which is an important technical level, but man, it's holding in there. But yeah, 50% on that. Just just figured that the other day. Sorry to interrupt you. Go oh, ahead. No, uh, good context. It, it is uh, improving. And just to give you a sense of the improvement, essentially what happened was they had benefited from the crypto boom because as that was going on, they were selling processors. You hear about all this crypto farming that goes on out there where people buy these computers and put them in their basement and, and, and mint crypto. So that had a big impact. And when crypto dropped, they had to uh, work through a lot of inventory that was in the channel. What that all means is that in the most recent quarter, it was an October quarter, their business was down, call it 8% year over year. But since they've worked through all that inventory, in the December quarter, 
uh, sorry, January quarter for NVIDIA, it's going to be probably up 35, 40%. It's going to step back into some pretty meaningful growth. Um, that's kind of the, the growth trajectory that it may drift a little bit lower than that, but think of this as a company that can grow at 25% plus. There's no valuation justification. You can't really put an earnings multiple on it beyond saying that this is a company that has some of the greatest processing that is needed by big companies like Facebook and Google and Apple to power their data centers to really build the future that we're banking on. So um, it's, uh, it's the company that has not a ton of clarity, but if you do believe in the long term, this is a good story to, to own. All right. We've been on the line with Gene Munster here, the sixth edition of On Frontier Tech with Gene Munster, covering Tesla. It's uh, venturing the energy, the pickup, uh, Apple video, content, tariffs, Facebook, and what it's doing with Libra, along with NVIDIA. Gene, thanks a lot for joining us today. Until next time. Thank you, Joel. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.